What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Keeping It 99 with your host, me and Isaiah, and our special guest, Rafi. Hi, this guys. is episode two of the Mental Health series. And today we're going to talk about a very, very common um, issue with a lot of people nowadays that is overthinking. So, Rafi, let's just let's just get started and let's see. How would you define overthinking? Overthinking to me personally is when you have a simple situation and you think of every single possible outcome and that overcomplicates it and that causes it to, to be overthinking in a sense because you think of every single scenario, every single result and you want you obviously want it to be the rest, best result. If I'm talking to a girl, you go on a date with her, you think of every single possible scenario, water spills on me, she walks out, she goes to the bathroom, calls her friend to pick her up, you just start overcomplicating it. And I think with overthinking, especially nowadays with the youth, we oversimplify, we overcomplicate things that are a little bit too simplified, kind of kind of like religion. Religion is kind of simplified. We have Sunday school. We have all this stuff around us. We have the church. We have our parents. We have so many scholars and books that we read on a day-to-day -day basis that we could read. It's so simplified yet it's so complicated. And it's because we overthink it. That's my definition of it. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with that definition 100%. And I feel like one of the main causes for overthinking is really like comparing yourself to others and always like wanting to like look good in front of other people. And I feel like that plays in like a big role into like, <clears throat> into, um, sorry, into overthinking. And when you're constantly comparing yourself to others, you're always like, you're, you always want to get the upper hand. Like for example, like in a friend group, like I always like as, as a human being, like I always want to feel like, loved and like respected and so if i feel like you know you know my friend group's not really respecting me i start to compare myself to other people within the group and i try to be like oh but like see what he did so let me like try to like one up him for like for example like you know when i cracks a joke or something because he's funny you know i always gotta like try and one up him just because i i feel like i'm at a loss and then that causes you to overthink like oh so what if i do this but like this doesn't happen like the result you want doesn't happen or like maybe I should do this instead and then, and then you start playing all these scenarios in your head and you just lost and it, it leads into bigger and bigger issues you know you start falling into like depression like bigger and more like really serious things than just you know overthinking a situation I agree 100% I want to ask a question but I want to get your <coughs> definition of what overthinking is overthinking I think overthinking like you said a simple task and you I think Making something harder on yourself. That's what overthinking is. Why are you making it harder on yourself? Because you're thinking of everything that could happen. Like, oh, if I walk down there, the tile could fall. I yeah. could fall. I could trip. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. And it, it's just like, it gives you anxiety to, to do the That's simple. That's a good word. To do it's the simple task. Anxiety is a huge, huge reason why yeah. mm -hmm. overthinking even exists. Yeah. You got social anxiety. You know, in, in any time you read, like you mm -hmm. were t remember the time when we were in liturgy, yeah. we had an informational uh, liturgy and Mona was there and I told him to read and he was like, I told him just to go over the, the passage, just to go over the reading. He went over it and when it came, when it came down to the wire, he said no, which isn't an issue. But the thing is, that's, that's how you see why overthinking happens. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the reading that was difficult. You could read it, right? Yeah. It, it wasn't hard at all. It wasn't the fact that you don't believe in God. You believe in God. You believe in what you're reading. It's the fact that when you go up there, you might mess up. And embarrassed. You're embarrassed from who? The eight-year-olds that are standing there? 
Yeah. And it's I mean, okay, though. Yeah. It's okay. The thing is, though, embarrassment is a thing. You think Jesus in front of all those people getting slapped and mocked at. It's perfect timing. <laughs> people getting slapped and mocked at. Jesus being slapped, mocked, whipped, spit on. All his disciples are standing there. Why do you think, why do you think, and I, this might go a little bit off topic, but it's still on topic. Why do you think when Peter cut off Jesus, uh, the, the, the soldier's ear, Jesus told him that's not the right way to handle the situation? Because it's like a fight or flight reaction, right? Mm. When you have anxiety, you either flee or you suck it up and you go do it, yeah. right? Peter, on the other hand, saw it to be where his only solution to fixing the problem that was at hand was to defend Jesus. But Jesus did not need defending. Just like in us, we don't need to be so defensive, if that makes sense. The same way Jesus does not need to, he didn't need to be defended, we don't need to be defensive. Take chances, go out there, figure out what your goal is. You're 16? 15. 15, wow. 18? 17. 17. I'm one year <laughs> off, literally. Uh, and you guys are talking and stressing out like you guys are 30-year-olds. I turned 22 in July, like, and I'm over here. Parents are telling me, yo, please help me with my son. He's addicted to this, and he does this, and he does this. And I'm just like, okay, how old is he? He's like, oh, he's f some 15, some 18, some 19. I'm just like, okay, what gets them to that stage? They're like, I don't know. We give them all the information necessary to help them, and it doesn't work. Okay, like, how do you give the information? Because I feel that's another big thing, especially with overthinking. Yeah. Delivering the message Exactly Delivering How you're delivering it Like you see with the kids Every single kid has a different They all You ever see me with any kid I have a different approach With every single kid mm -hmm. One kid I know I slap all the time I slap him all the time Another kid I have to go with delicacy And I have to You know Soften it up first And then once they, once they get comfortable We're okay Same thing with like dogs Dogs are trained And if they're trained In a specific way That's the way You are supposed to approach them If not They will either attack you Or run away It's that simple I mean, yeah, that, that, that's true. And I feel like w when we talk about things like this, when we talk about like mental health issues, like one of the biggest, um, uh, one of the biggest like concerns that like arises is like, how exactly do we take this and apply it to like, to re really apply it to other people? Like, how do we take this and how do we go to like people that need this help? Um, Cause like obviously like you know we're not trained professionals. Me and Munda. Mm -hmm. I mean you're you have a psychology you're a degree, so you're a little not, different. Not yet. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm learning by experience at this point. But like yeah, so like as as just you know just a friend like trying to you know be there for your friends like not just from an overthinking perspective, but in general when it comes to like you know mental health issues, like how 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 would you suggest or like advise people like to approach um, like how to approach people that like really need the help. Ironically, it's a very simple answer. Step one, and I think you always need this before you give someone an answer or a solution, is that you need to believe that there's a solution. Because if you believe and you give, you know, this, all the different outcomes, all the different scenarios and s solutions, if you give it and you believe it, you will eventually keep trying until you find it. But if you go into it saying, oh, we'll see. You go to whatever, the 20th solution, and it doesn't work out, you give up. That's how most people, by the way, fail. Failure is only achieved when you give up. As long as you keep trying, God, this is going to sound, this is a very embarrassing. I didn't pay attention to school. Who was the guy that made the... Thomas Edison. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he knew it. He knew it. He knew it. Yeah, Thomas Edison. 
Thomas Edison, how many tries did he take? 100. 100. Okay, the 101th try? Yeah, I think so. He made the yeah. light bulb. Something he like made that. the light bulb. Something like that. S- supposedly, he didn't even make the light bulb. I, I saw some, like, yeah, conspiracy theory. Yeah, You guys ever watch those TikToks of those guys, like, yo, you watch this one video, of, uh, like, in a movie, but, like, how it act, what it actually meant or something? It's these two Asian dudes. I don't oh, have TikTok. Oh, the ones that do a podcast? Yeah, the podcast oh, dudes. Oh, I love those, those guys. Those guys yeah. are, like, I, I, I'm interested in watching them. But yeah. anyways, um, it's kind of as simple as that example. It's like we just truly, genuinely need to keep trying. It's like, you know, the Samaritan woman, she had five husbands. The husband she was with now wasn't her husband. It takes as simple as Jesus. And I was actually listening to a sermon about this. It was some Christian, some, some American Christian church. And the guy was like, I think his name is Jeremy Foster, if you guys know him. No. Um, he was saying that Jesus said he, Jesus rested. So on the journey with his disciples to Samaria... They were passing by Samaria. You know, Jesus and the Samaritans, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. they weren't, you know, they weren't besties mm-hmm. at that time. So Jesus decided, he saw, well, he decided to sit there. He said he was tired. But was he, was he tired because he was taking a break for himself? Or was he tired because he was taking a break for the Samaritan woman? That's a pure example of how to genuinely approach a complicated scenario with someone that overthinks. Because the, the Samaritan woman, her peace time is to probably go get water. Because no one is talking to her. She's not worried about if this husband's going to leave or not. She's just simply getting water. She has one task at hand. That's it. No overcomplicating anything. You worry about it till you worry about it. You know, uh, we'll reach that uh, bridge when we, when we cross or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Literally like that. And all Jesus did was show her some type of attention and care and love, which I think is the biggest solution to it. And showing to her that there is a simple solution just be honest with yourself. And I feel like that's the important thing with our friends is we sugarcoat a lot of things. Depending on who's there or who's listening or who cares, who doesn't care, we always sugarcoat things, but we're not straight up honest. Like I'll tell you this, for instance, I truly, genuinely like a girl right now. I, I really, really like her. I was honest with myself and saying, okay, let me go through my Snapchat. Let me go through my Instagram. Let me go through my text messages. Let me truly, genuinely look through who I give my time to. I give maybe... A whole a half day to the most random people I've never met in my life. Mm. And it's crazy. So I decided at that time, I'm like, okay, if you truly like someone and you truly care about someone, don't you think it's worth the sacrifice to sacrifice all the unnecessary time wasted and to give it to someone you truly care for? Same thing with your friends. If you truly care about these people, you truly care about your friends. I know we have a specific friend. You have a specific friend. You all have specific friends that we're thinking of right now. Even people yeah. at home, y'all have specific friends y'all are thinking of right now. Y'all are probably watching it together. Um, you guys need to figure out with each other and be honest with each other. What is the goal? What is the sacrifice you both are making for your lives? Why are you living? What is the point? Yes, these are a lot of questions that might cause you to overthink. But sometimes in overthinking, it's good and bad. Like most of the time. But I also think like, like, um, like having that goal in mind when you enter those types of relationships or... Having like make like making those stuff clear actually like reduces overthinking. Yeah. Because a lot of times like in friendships and in you know relationships like you're always thinking about oh like you know it, it's always like you're walking on, like a tightrope. Yeah. Like, the entire time because like you don't know like oh like does like do they really think this is about me do they really like not and it, it's like that's like very obvious like you know a lot of people have friends I know I have a few that like they'll come and ask you like oh are you mad at me are you mad at me like constantly just always ask you or like oh like. Are you still friends with me? Like, and it's like stuff like that. And you're like, you don't like, like feel like it's like a big deal. And it's honestly just kind of annoying sometimes. But 
That's a direct result of overthinking. And do you think, so do you think the only time they overthink is when they ask you? No, that's, no, no, for sure not. I'm, I'm talking about this scenario because let's say this. I'm like, Isaiah, are you mad at me? I'm no. not. <laughs> I, 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 I'm asking you. Just like, I'm not, no. Okay, like, I'm not, are you mad at me? No. Okay, so I can be mad at the fact that his legs were moving and the fact that his body started shaking as soon as he started answering. Maybe because he doesn't want to, to talk with me or continue the conversation with me about this specific scenario, or it's because he genuinely does say that he's not mad at me. But here's the thing, though. Once, he, once I get the answer, I've done my job in knowing what he thinks. That's it. I have to walk away, and I have to think about it myself now. Once you start thinking about it by yourself, that's when you start overthinking. And I'll tell you this, too. I agree with you 100%. Overthinking is very, very – it's like – it, uh, when, you, uh, when you're honest and straightforward in a topic, it does cause overthinking to decrease. But when you have an ignorant person, that's when it causes, to, it causes it to be worse. Because someone that's not retaining your information, that believes that your answer is true, or even knows or doesn't know it, they will still find other resources, other, other gateways, other, other doors to try to open up, to try to get their point to, to, you know, to overcome yours in a sense. Mm. That's just an ego point at that point. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And and just like to further that, I feel like like the, the, there's like there's a really like weird balance between like good overthinking and bad overthinking cuz obviously you have to think about situations, you have to think about you know, you have to think before you speak. You can't just say whatever you want, you know. You have to think before you act. You can't just, you know, go crazy. So there's there's a level of of thinking that is good. But you know, the term is overthinking. So there's like there's a threshold Too much and I thinking. feel like, yeah. And I feel like yeah. that threshold lies at where anxiety kicks in. Like when you start overthinking is when you start getting anxious about a certain situation or about, you know, a certain thing. Like it's the same, like in order to overthink, you have to be anxious. And so I feel like that's where really that threshold lies. And part of the reason why overthinking is so common is because people are more anxious and the reason why the people are more anxious we talked about this in the last episode is that is is in my personal opinion solely because of social media like 100% because of social media because you're constantly comparing yourself to others you're constantly you know just aimlessly scrolling away time and like <clears throat> and mental resources away just to look for like that instant that instant like pulse that instant gratification you know and so by just looking for those instances when a time period goes when you don't have that like when like for example your friend doesn't text you back or she doesn't text you back for a day all of a sudden you start getting four minutes ago like yeah i never thought that was a real thing by the way until i started doing it to like to a girl i liked and i was just like dude do i wait because like i texted her back but then she texted me i'm like okay i can't text her too quick that means i'm you know, I'm, I'm exactly. really eager to talk to her. She's going to be like, oh, yeah, this guy really wants me. I could start not wanting to talk to him anymore or, like, stuff like that. Yeah, and, and that's, like, a direct play from social media. And not only that, it's also when you go into relationships like that and you don't state what the goal is. And I feel like there, there are dangers in just going out and, like, saying this is my goal Yeah. with this, like, how I want this to, to go on, like, the progression of this relationship. But there comes a point where you have to say it because if you don't, you're going to be stuck in this loop that never ends. You're always going to be thinking about, you know, the next move, the next move. And you'll never, you know, come to peace with like, you know, with like your actions or your your thoughts. I 100% agree. 
Well, no, can you tell me a time in your life where you were, you were overthinking? Every day. But like, and this is why I was going to continue the question. Overthinking, but like, it was like done. Like, let's just say, uh, as a simple example, you break up with a girl, but you're still thinking, not thinking about her, but thinking of like, how can I still solve it? Mm. Even though you already know what happened. You, You cheated on her. You already know what happened, but how can I still solve it? Not saying that specifically, yeah. but like you find an example correlating to that. How can I still solve it? I mean, not as doesn't this that be like how can you still solve it? But like something happened, and you still like because like you know there's a saying like the past is the past. Yeah, and yeah. I says that all the time. Like whatever happened, happened, move forward. But there's like overthinking. Like what Robbie's talking about is like an instance where what happened happened, and you're still thinking about what happened. And you're yeah. still thinking of ways that you could have avoided it, but like doesn't matter because it's gone you know Mm. definitely in school like i don't get something turned in i'm like thinking about why i didn't do it on the spot i'm like why didn't i just do it why couldn't i make time for this assignment or for this why didn't i make a scheduled time to study over this packet so i didn't have to fail this or so i didn't get a zero on an assignment so that's that's a really big one for me. Do you ever regret? Yeah. That was going to be my question. That was going to be your question? Do I ever... Re- what do you mean by regret? Like, do something... Okay. okay, so... So, like, what I was going to follow up is like, is, like, does that result in guilt? Which is the same thing as, like, regret. And the thing about regretting is that... I personally believe that regretting is the worst... One of the worst things you can ever do to yourself. Because what you do is you take up all this anger you have at yourself... And you store it away and you just like hold on to it and you keep on holding on to it. And that guilt leads to bitterness. But how do you let go of that regret? Uh, oh, so I, so the way how I personally let go of regret is I just forget about it. Literally forget about the situation, move past it and find things that I can busy myself with that will not remind me of it. And that's, that's very hard. That's not like an easy thing at all, yeah. especially when it comes to like what most you know, people overthink about. You know, like relationships and friendships, you know, like, or even like job interviews and stuff like that. Is that like when things don't go as planned, it's so hard for you not to think about what the flaw in the plan was. And a lot of the times it's not the, it's not, there's no flaw in the plan. There's just a flaw in the execution of the plan. And so a lot of times we either overthink about the plan itself or the execution. And the issue with overthinking about the execution is that it's already happened. It's gone. It's finished. Like, you're not going to go back and you can't change the execution. And the issue with overthinking about the plan and being regretful that you even thought of it in the first place is that that's just not human. Hmm. Like, abandoning something that hasn't even started is just like no one wants to do that. Because you never know what's going to happen, so you can't bet on yourself knowing that that was going to go wrong before it even came to fruition. No, I agree. Uh, if I can add on to that, I think he hit it. He hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Uh, regret, bro. Regret is the devil's, let's say, tango. The tango? <laughs> sure. I guess, yeah. I mean, you're not a tango for real? Huh? You're not a tango? Like the dance? No. You don't? No. 
I don't even know how to dance. <laughs> we can have a dance. We gotta teach you now. Dance tutorial after this uh, podcasting. You guys, when do you guys think you guys are gonna retire real quick? We're gonna re- when are we gonna retire? Yeah, yeah. When, when, are we, when are we gonna retire from this? Mm. If you stop overthinking, never. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> retire 35. 35? That's pretty young, bro. Uh, regret. In my truly honest opinion, I think regret teaches you that you lack faith because you got to think about it this way. In a basketball game, in an NBA game, you decide to be selfish, take the last shot, and you miss it. Jimmy Butler. (laughs) Finals, game six, you take the last shot instead of passing it to an open person in the corner, and you miss it. You think that's regret that he didn't pass it? I mean, he's going to have regret, yeah. Well, I'll give you Jimmy Butler's response. Yeah. I'll give you Jimmy Butler's response to that. He said he took the shot and he will live with it. Exactly. He will live with it. Some people, some people have that quote unquote mamba mentality to where they are trusting themselves. They have faith in themselves because they've worked so hard, right? We've worked so hard. Your parents have worked so hard. If we live our lives, and by the way, we're forgetting about the one person who literally sacrificed his life for us. He did all that. 30, what, 33 years he died on the cross? Mm-hmm. He died 33? Yep. All that preaching, healing, teaching, literally paving a way for us, like God, making a way for us in our lives so that when we live, we have a chance. What is the point of the resurrection if you have regret? Resurrection is literally you always having a second chance no matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter what you've done. Sam Moses the Black, if you were if you were to regret, by the way, Judas Iscariot regretted his decisions. Mm. Peter regretted his decisions. Like Isaiah said, the execution is what differentiates yeah. between Peter repenting and Judas taking it taking matters in his own hands. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with friends. I really need us to remove the only way you grow in this life, by the way, is by being uncomfortable. If you live your life being comfortable, you're not going anywhere. That's why I'm on this podcast. <laughs> and I, by the way, I've been proud of you. I promise you I've seen every single episode. I've watched it from the zero, 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 zero to like the end of the video. We and, remember. And I, I psychoanalyze everything you do in every really? single podcast, by the way. <laughs> but the thing is, though, is like <laughs> I'm really I'm just really proud of the fact because I wanted to do it. I talked to the guys like, yo, we should start a podcast. They're like, ah, they didn't give me a response. When I saw you guys starting it, I was really jealous. I was like, bro, I need to go on this Google Docs. I was like the first person. Mm-hmm. I thought I was the first person to sign up, but I'm like the what? Like 800th person that you guys got on? Listen, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> we, just, we, just, we, had to, we had to use your skills for what it's worth. Oh, my gosh. There are no skills, man. I'll tell you this. The biggest thing that I've loved about seeing both of you growing up is the fact that you guys, your perspective, it's kind of like contact lenses. You know, I work at a Tom Travis. Your lens, your eye, when you put a different lens in it, like a different prescription, you know, the vision either gets worse or better. Mm-hmm. If you give it too, if you give it a little bit too much power, it'll make things clearer, but it will start to hurt your eye. Yeah. If you give some, if you give it too less of power, you're not things are you're blurry. Not, yeah. yeah. And you guys got the right amount of power when you guys grew up past VBS summer camp like all that and now you guys are serving you guys are seeing the literal like the clear vision of what we had to suffer through not even suffer through what we had to learn as servants because there are a lot of things as service that we don't even learn and by the way throughout the service too you overthink especially my fourth and fifth graders I overthink half the time and just like 
how can I por- portray this message or how can I give them this message in the way where they can walk home and actually yeah. use it? And that's like, that's the type of overthinking that's like, it's hard because is it really a bad thing for you to think about how can I really better this person's life? How can I really instill in these kids something that they need, something that, you know, you know, will take them to the, to their next level in their spiritual life and in, in their life in general. Yeah. And I feel like for me, like specifically, like when I'm serving, like that is the, I try to make that the number one thing I'm thinking about the entire time is what can I do right now to make these kids live a better life later on? And it's always, it's, it's, sorry, it's always, um, it's so hard for me to always think and like always think about what can I do to really push that through because, you know, there's a lot of eyes on you as a young servant. There's a lot of people, you know, critiquing you. There's a lot of people giving you good criticism, bad criticism. There's a lot of people just, you know, kind of like shoving you around like this job, that job. And it's so hard to like take your ideas and like really run with them and really like show like, I'm capable of doing these things. And it's it's that overthinking again that like, you, you're like, do I really take this step? Do I really show that I can do this? Do I really try and show that I have this, like I, I have this ability to take this responsibility? Or do I just like brush it off because they don't want to like offend anyone? Yeah. And so there's always that, that balance in trying to figure out like, you know, what can I do without overstepping basically? Yeah. Uh, it's literally like St. Moses the Black when he, he had the food, he had the money, he had the power, he had the people that respected him. But this man still went out, looked up at the sun, and it was like, if you're truly the God I worship, all-powerful, all, like, because the sun's, like, shining over the whole world. It's providing heat from light years away. If you're truly the God, you know, show me, like, like give me some mercy, show me that. Overthinking allows questions and that's when it's a good thing yeah when overthinking starts to pinpoint you towards a direction of you know destruction and trying to ruin the person in front of you like you go to a bank like you think robbers are not overthinking about every single possible no. scenario they're they definitely are. in the heat of the moment in a bank with guns with people on the ground with police sirens outside you don't think they're overthinking about every single thing and that's why they have uh the interrogate uh the what are, what are they called? The people, the the police officers who go inside and uh, it's like a bomb threat or something. They the uh, um, I have no negotiators or something. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh. The uh, the people who like trying to calm down to, to defuse the situation. Mm-hmm. What they're doing is not defusing the situation. They're eliminating possible uh, outcomes, thoughts, exactly outcomes that the the bomber or the person has so that they can start to relax their body can calm down and they won't like explode the place so, so they they, they, they have to overthink the, 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 the negotiators. negotiators they have to think of every single yeah. possible scenario but the thing is though they control themselves because they're not the one put in the situation where they're the ones mm-hmm. that's going to blow up the place but they're literally walking into a live bomb yes you're going to overthink yeah. i don't care who you are yeah. Like, that's literally how it is. They have to study the psychology. They have to understand the background and how to specifically approach a person because one wrong move, it's over. Done. Yeah. That's it. And that's the same thing with you guys and your friends. One wrong word to your friends. Trust me, we know. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. He literally experienced That's it. Yeah. And that's, that's truly my biggest thing is that when, when we hear people speak, when we know Abu has a sermon, 
we know probably exactly the words he's gonna mess up on because mm -hmm. of the English, the, the English barrier. Sorry, Abuna, if you're watching this. Uh, you, we know we know Abuna Elisha, the specific color frame. He has one slide white, white black. with black words, and the other one uh, black with white words. We know this stuff. This is all imprinted in our minds. This is all stuff that we use, that we hold with us in our back, our back pockets. Mm -hmm. So every week we go to church, we're not, at, at, we're not out of the loop. We're always prepared. We're always ready. We're always, we always want to be ready. And I think that's our biggest issue. Like you said, bro, when you want to go to the gym, you yeah. want to make sure your machines are free. Because yeah. if your machines are not free, you got to take a step further. You got to talk to someone. Whew, social anxiety to its max right there. Mm -hmm. And it's and, and that's normal. That's okay. But if you do not figure out a way to be uncomfortable, if you, if you don't figure out a way to be comfortable in uncomfortable scenarios, you're not gonna be able to live happily. I mean, we talked about that. Like, growth only comes on the last episode, I think, or one of the episodes. All we talked about is the only way you can grow as a person is doing uncomfortable things. Hundred yeah. percent. Like, you cannot just go through the motions every day and expect to grow in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. It's impossible because we're we're built as humans. We're, we're built on experiences. We're built to experience things. So in order for us to, to grow, we have to experience things. We can't just do whatever we normally do. Yeah, I 100% agree. You, you ever go to Egypt to your cousins? Yeah. You see how they live? Yeah. So sim so much more simpler. It is. So simple. Like I was in Egypt in February and uh, um, for a wedding. And then we went to you know visit my family in... Uh, in uh sorry in Malawi, Malawi. which is uh, yeah <laughs> you know upper egypt so like you yeah. know very 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 simplistic life yeah. and there's a monastery um on top of mountain sina actually which is a big you know place of the martyrs yeah and in order to get there from Malawi, you have to drive through a ton of uh villages and just driving through them the simplicity that you just see of people's lives like these people like have, have achieved like not like, I mean, they probably do overthink, but it's probably to a lot less level because their lives are so simple. Everything is so simple. There's just, like like you said about the, the Samaritan woman, like, there's like one task at hand. Yeah. You know, they're doing one thing at a time. They're not, you know, answering emails, you know, getting on calls, you know, doing their homework. Like, they're not doing all this stuff. You know, they're not editing podcasts. Like, they're not doing, like, any of this stuff, right? Dude, the shorts is crazy, supposedly. Yes. The guy gets depressed. Exploding the today. The short today, 1.6K already. Yeah, thank you Come guys on, for the support, guys. for real. Crazy. Yeah, thank you. Thank I you. Mean, it's not mine, but I'm <laughs> supporting them anyways. Thank you, guys. Uh, um, but, like, the, the simplicity and just the, what's the, the H ease word? of life. Sorry to interrupt you. What's the H word? What's the H word that gets you to that simplicity? Humility. Humility. Oh. Humility is such a key factor. Continue what you were saying, though. Yeah, so... Um, and like, like, you know, we went to a church in there and just, everyone's just so calm. There's like, there's a different, there's a different like vibe to it. Yeah. It's just, it's so, it's almost like being out here. Like, it's just so calming. Peaceful. Like there's nothing, very it's very peaceful. Like there's, you, 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 you feel like you're in a different state. You know, you feel different. Yeah. It's, it's hard to explain, but it's like those, that's just, just watching the people go their day-to-day -day lives in such a, you know, remote area. It's, it's honestly beautiful because it really shows you the beauty and simplicity of what life really can be when we tune out all the noise, when we put away our phones, when we put away the social media, when we really like sit within ourselves and think about what can I do to be a better person today? What can I do to be 1% better today than I was yesterday? That's a great point. Which again, you have to be humble. Yeah, it's hard though, bro. 
Because you can't sit here and be like, I'm the best in the world and then try to be better than that. Society literally forces you, literally forces you to try as much as possible to be powerful, to be the best. If you want to be a doctor, you have to be the best. You mentioned last video, yeah. Yeah, you can't, you can't, like, you can't brag about it. Mm-hmm. You just have to do it. Yeah. People in humility, especially in humbleness, and I, one of my favorite saints is Abunioso Sonatoni. He's called the silent monk. If you guys ever heard of his story. No. He, the thing with him is that he was simple. His, he's called the silent monk. Anyone ever asked him, ever, anyone ever went up to him, they're like, Isake Makdurweti. And they will say, in, in English, it's what time, what time do you have on your watch right now or something? And he'll be like, Nishkurullah. Um, uh, he always say Nishkurullah. Like, thank God. Yeah, he always say thank God. You know why people are asking for the time? Why? Because they're anxious. They're worried. There's a person that had to go. He was late for a meeting. And he wanted him to pray for him for that meeting so it can be, go successful. So he can get the, he get the signature. He'll be done. Get the money for it. Tony was just like, Nishkurullah. Nishkurullah. What does that mean? Him... He was focused on the timing of heaven. His mentality was simplified to doing the necessary things to live, but live for God. There was a time where he went on a train and uh, he had the money. The, the, the head of the monastery knew this guy was going to give all his money away or something. Mm. He knew he didn't have money. So he said, listen, this is, as, uh, this is a lot of money right here. Just take it, you know, use it. If, you, if the rest you don't use, bring it back to me. He's on the train. There's a homeless lady sitting right outside the train. She's like, anything, anything, please just provide whatever you can give. I'll accept anything. He's walking in. They're, they're boarding the, uh, the train. She walks, she walks in. She's going left and right. He looks up to her, takes out the money, gives her, it was, he gives her probably like 50% of what he had. She's like, oh, thank you. She kisses. She's like, thank you so much. She walks out. She continues uh, going to other people. No one gives her anything. Mm-hmm. She makes round two. She looks dead at him. Cool. And here's the thing, though. Do you think he knew that he was being mugged by this lady? Probably not, no. You don't think so? Definitely. I mean, no. personally, I why don't do you think, think so. Why don't you think so? Because monks are, like, in, in a closed environment. They don't usually go out to, to see yeah. Yeah, the but, but world they... and how the world works. So, in my opinion, I don't think he knew he was getting mugged. I think he, he thought he was helping someone that was in need. That's a great point. And I, I see why you say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reality of it, though, their spiritual wisdom, because you got to think about it this way. Monks have wisdom. Yeah. They know. Yeah. Uh, when she came back, without hesitation, he gave her the rest of the money he had in his pockets. So when it came time for her to pay the ticket, he didn't have any money. So he was kicked off the, the train. So he, he got kicked off the train. And just so you know the answer, I, he did know that he was getting oh. mugged. Uh, no, no, but I like to hear your perspective of why you think that way. What made you think in that way? Because yeah. that's a possible outcome. Overthinking, remember? That's a possible outcome. Instead of just interrupting and knowing the answer, I wanted to hear your perspective. When it came to time for the train to, uh, to move, uh, the conductor was like, bro, the train's not moving. <laughs> and they're just like, what do you mean it's not moving? It was literally just on like a second ago. And one of the Christians on board was like, if you put that man back on the train, it'll start moving. So they already onboarded everyone because they're trying to figure out the issue. Yeah. As soon as he stepped foot on the train, the train started moving. 
And as the train started moving, people were running in, running in, trying to get inside. And that shows you when you give, just like a Job, when you give everything you have out in this world to people, God will always protect you and help you in the lowest moments in your life. And I think that's our biggest issue with overthinking, is that we're not putting our trust and faith in God. As simple as it is, but as complicated as it is as well. That's, that's a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to end it on that just because that was a great way to end the podcast. Positive yeah, note. I thank it you, Rafi. Thank, thank you, Rafi. Rafi. I know you could talk for hours upon hours upon <laughs> hours. And because of that, we're definitely going to get you another time to talk Hopefully, for more time yeah. so that we can have you multiple times. You know, see, now, now what we're doing is we're taking you. Since taking you once, we're going to spread you out now. Yeah. Okay. See, see, we're, we gotta play it smart, you know. We gotta keep you waiting a little bit so your desire increases. I mean, as a whole playbook we set up. up. <laughs> I do. I, I'm, I'm telling you guys. We analyze our guests. Okay. To see who a second <laughs> when they hit me with the psychology. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, thank you, Rafa, for being on this. I really appreciate it. I'm really blessed no, and honored to have been on. Thank here. you guys for watching it. If you enjoyed it, please leave a like, subscribe, and, subscribe. and listen to the Spotify. Listen to the Spotify like and the episode three of the Mental Health Series will be coming out tomorrow. Like when you guys see it tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Thanks. See you guys later. See you guys.